0: Welcome to another episode of The Self-Doubt Solution, the show that helps entrepreneurs overcome the self-doubt that holds them back from achieving the next level of success, income, and personal freedom. The Self-Doubt Solution is hosted by the freedom architect, Mario Lanzarote. Listen as Mario and his inspiring guests share practical insights and tools that help you find the shortcuts for exponential growth and success in all areas of your life. Learn how to build the mindset you need to create a life of true abundance, freedom, and fulfillment. And now, here is your host,
1: Mario Lanzarotti. Welcome, my friends. This is your host, Mario Lanzarotti, the Freedom Architect, and I have the honor and pleasure to welcome you to the Self-Doubt Solution Podcast today with another exciting Guest who is up to great things in the world. Her name is Domine Drew, and she is the premier in rapid and profound personal evolution. She has a direct, intuitive approach that is unlike anything else in the industry. With frankness and humor, she solves in mere minutes issues that people have struggled with for decades. We're definitely going to talk about that one. And she's been featured on Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Thrive Global, and now she travels the world teaching those who seek massive transformation. And she is also packed with a very powerful story because she is a living proof that every human being, despite their difficulty, can be identified as the source and can therefore be transformed. She's a speaker, a spiritual advisor, inner success coach, and healer. And today she's sharing her message to impact-driven leaders all over the world. And that is truly what fills her work with so much passion. And today she dedicates her time to us Dominique, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you.
0: Thank you so much. I'm super psyched. I can't wait to see where this goes.
1: All right, beautiful, Dominique. I understand you come with decades of inner personal work, and I'm always curious what people, how people went to this path. And oftentimes, it's a, it's like a trigger event that happens. Sometimes it's a, um, um, an array of these kind of events. I'm curious. What brought you to this path yourself?
0: Yeah, I started this work because I was a complete mess, Mario. Mm-hmm. That's why
1: <laughs> tell me more I was <laughs> I
0: was an absolute wreck. um I was uh, so I was quite young. I started it intensively when I was nineteen, and I was just a, a mess of insecurities, um voices in my head, uh, body dysmorphia. I was overweight, um. I just, I had all those shoulds, you know, tell you what I should do in my head. Like, I was just really, I found it very difficult to be me. I felt trapped in my body, in my mind, in my life. Mm. And uh, it got, it got really bad. I was suicidal when I was a teenager, um, which I think it's oddly is not really that odd of a story anymore. I think it's, that's, that's starting to be fairly typical. Um, and, uh, and I, I really, I, I was just really unhappy. And so I, I found this work um, that I eventually ended up pursuing. I've, I've studied all sorts of different Um, modalities, but the one, the first one that I tried, I went to a weekend workshop and I transformed more in one weekend, honestly, than I thought humanly possible. Um, And I was pretty much sold
1: from there on. Wow. Can you share what that weekend was?
0: Yeah, it's a modality called Pathwork. Mm -hmm. P-A-T-H-W-R-O-K. It is very, very, very little known. Most Mm. people have never heard of it. Uh, I find that some of the best, I'm incredibly grateful and fortunate enough to have experienced some of the best training um, really out there. Uh, there's there's some really good things, but a lot of really uh, ineffectual type of work. Um, Pathwork is really, really phenomenal. It's incredibly powerful for me, but they don't tend to market super well. You know, they're teaching mm-hmm. enlightenment work, self-growth, transforming lives, but they don't tend to, you know, you don't see them on the shows. You don't see them on radio. Um, and so most people haven't heard of it, but it was really excellent
1: so now, for someone who hasn't been there, and I'm imagining you struggling with body dysmorphia, depression, anxiety the the idea of suicide, you know so many things and in that you've been carrying for years, and here you go to a weekend seminar slash workshop, and something happens. And I'm mm-hmm. curious, what is it that you heard, that you experienced that catapulted you out of this deep uh, suffering that you found yourself in.
0: (laughs) That's interesting. I don't think, um, I'm not sure I've actually been asked that before. Um, What exactly was it? What happened that weekend, um, I think, was a profound shift in perspective in that all of these things, because, you know, one feels trapped because one perceives no way out. Right. There's there's no way out of this discomfort. It's not just like, oh, I'm unhappy, but I'll feel better tomorrow. So so I think the the um, the deep uh, despair that I was experiencing was almost more than the pain of the moment, the lack of seeing anything shift in the future.
1: Mm. And
0: in that weekend, I experienced a shift i can feel it as i'm speaking about it now i experienced a shift uh that resulted i think this is my thought in 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 perceiving how these things can change and suddenly i was like oh wait if there's a way out of this this piece, then there's a way out of every piece, because what you're, what they're teaching there is the structure of the human system, which is basically the enlightenment work, right, how you hold yourself back, how the subconscious items in your, your human system uh, relate to the conscious ones, right, which means self-growth, self-growth means Mm -hmm. your the integration of the conscious self with the subconscious self, right, and so, or with the unconscious self, and so um as you're as as I was sort of starting to learn about all those things, suddenly I saw, oh, wait a minute, this is something that is a problem. This is something I'm a being that is experiencing this problem instead of this is just fucking how life is. Mm. Um, in which case I was prepped to opt out at that point.
1: Mm. This is really, really interesting because you make a couple of very powerful points. One is, and I can relate to that, as you said there was a shift in perspective a mindset shift from this is this is how it is it's I can't do anything about it you know and just sort of deal with it to change is possible and I find yeah. that's such a pivotal moment for people because so many of us we never get to that place we're like okay you know That's just how it is. You know, I'm a tree and I will always be a tree and, or I'm a stone and I'll always be a stone. And, you know, we're so identified with, that's the second point what you're sharing with the experience of the problem. We don't actually think it's like, no, we are the one who is actually experiencing it. We're not the experiencing itself, right? That comes into the observer perspective. And as you experience those two things, all of a sudden you go through a profound transformation and what i find is really the most amazing thing about it is in the short amount of time that you've done it right people are like no it's not possible you need to go uh, uh, years at a time to therapy and talk about it and you're like hell no you don't takes, takes a moment like this yeah yeah right? yeah I think
0: that's exactly right and you're right most people don't a lot of people won't even believe me when i share like results from clients and things like that they won't even which is understandable because in their in their template in their perspective of what reality is that's not possible they're right but their template is not reality their template is a version of reality yeah yeah right and this this is this is the entire thing this is the solution to every problem this is the 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 essence of self-growth in itself is this perspective shift this is you know, the only difference between a person listening to this right now and an enlightened person is, you know, or a person in, in, in epic, um, by, by enlightenment, I mean, you know, sheer just bliss and peace and, you know, the ideal state of being is a perspective shift. Mm-hmm. There is, there is no difference. Like I'm, I'm epically happy now. I mean, inc- my, my life is this effortless flow of freedom. You know, I love that you're the freedom architect. I mean, like this is, I have architect, but architecture is my freedom. <laughs> Architecture is a verb now. Um, And, and, but I'm from so trapped to so free. And there's no, I'm not special in any way. This is really, this is really important for people to know because people will otherwise, you probably see this happen too, right? Like people will, oh, well, Mario's successful. Mario's got it all together. Oh my God, come on. You know, and they separate. Well, I can't because you do. It's like, where do you think Mario was before? You know, and so there's, there's nothing different or I've just done the work. And now I am different. It's, it's the same process for yeah. everyone.
1: And and I think what you're saying requires a little extra insight with this whole notion of I'm not special. Because I heard people say that a couple of years ago and I was like, what do you mean? I'm not special. Of course <laughs> I'm special, right? I'm, <laughs> of course I am special. What are you telling me I'm not special? And I didn't get it for a long time and I was really triggered by it. And I was like, at some point, I got it, and that for me was the realization that if I say I'm special, then I am disconnecting myself from oneness. Because I, mm. if if I'm special, then somebody else by that idea has to be unspecial, which means they're not part of the oneness. Which means there's no oneness. Which means you know there's all about ego. And the moment I really got that, that special is actually not something you want to aim for, but you want to aim for unity and wholeness. And I was like, well, humanity and wholeness is where I get to operate at the highest frequency. I was, I was like, oh, I'll gladly surrender this whole idea of I'm special. I'm not special at all. I'm just like everybody else. I just have a different perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, I, I was the, I was the exact same way. I hated it. I like, I like, had to be. It's, it all comes down to what you just said right there. The idea of not being special triggered you. Hmm. Right. So it's not it's like, OK, your relationship with being special was I have to be or da, 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 whatever your particular story was that you attached to that. You recognize that as a trigger because you've 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 done the work. But most people will be like, no, I'm just right. I know who I am. I'm especially in, in the USA. We love we're like individualism is like our both our core quality and like our massive distortion. Um, mm. And those two things are are always at the same place. with Whatever your core quality is, you'll overdo it and and uh, and, and distort it uh, in defense. But like we are huge on that you know it's like oh if you're not just 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 be your, just be yourself right and being yourself is a wonderful it's literally what i do teach people to be themselves like that's very important and they take it so far i have to be unique and different it's like there's a there's a downside to that too which is as you're saying you're disconnected and it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to try to be special first of all what does that even mean we could spend not only the rest of this episode, but the rest of the year of trying to define that because there isn't any, there's no definition. It's like perfectionism. Mm. You know, people say, I, I just, I just want it to be perfect. Cool. Can you point to what that is? Well, mm. no. Well, hold on. Cause your entire mindset for you just shared with me, let's say 30 years has been wanting things to be perfect before you put them out in the world or whatever, but you don't actually know what that is because there's no definition for the word perfect that's not a that's not a thing it's always in comparison to something else by definition if if something is it's like I feel like if you look it up it would say you know the in the dictionary it's like perfect is the thing with no flaws then you look up the the flaws and flaw is something which makes something imperfect like it's a circular (laughs) do you know what I mean there's no there's no meaning and so that you're you're tying with perfectionism and, and anxiety is closely tied into this as well you're tying in this mindset which by definition can't escape itself and of course isn't that just how you feel when you're you know linked to perfectionism
1: oh man i love this this is this is getting <laughs> more and more exciting here we go <laughs> buckle up ladies and gentlemen <laughs> so this is this is really good because it it gives you and a perfect picture of what society is going through it's these never-ending circles like Sometimes what I used to to describe recently, when I hear a lot of people talk about the same thing again again and again and again and again, and create like all these dramas around it to support that narrative, to me, it's boring because it's the same narrative that is being perpetuated again and again and again and again. And you just keep creating more evidence for the narrative to remain true. And if you look at the state of the world, so much of the state of the world people think, oh, what we need is more action. Mm. But actually, what we need is more being is more mm. healing, because the action just perpetuates the underlying narrative and people are really exhausted. And they are exhausted from being exhausted. Yeah. And there's no escape from that. And, and you know, I, I really want to elaborate a little bit further what you said about the USA. And if we look at the USA as a whole, and we should look at it from the perspective of this hyper-individualism, like, can you bring some more context and for people that are not fully familiar with what you're saying and like to create like a landscape of the mindset of individualism and how it affects America?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so the core quality piece um, is, it feels very relevant here. Uh, what I call a core quality um, People have different names for them. Is like your natural gift, right? Yeah. And what we do with our, you're just born with whatever natural gifts. Let's just say you're wildly intelligent. So as you, um, as you grow up, um, when you, if, if you're naturally highly intelligent, when you feel threatened or uncertain, or you, fear comes, uh, you will overuse that gift, right? If I, if I throw something at you, you'll defend with your dominant arm. Right, you're not because it's automatic. Right, you won't just look. At, I'm going to try a left. Right, you'll be like, no. oh, oh shit, I, you know, something's happening. So you use your strengths because you're you're scared. You're defending yourself. So uh, people who are naturally brilliant will overthink, will overanalyze, will try to figure it out, even if it's not something that can be figured out on the um, mental realm. Right, because intelligence is only useful on the mental realm. So. In the same way, so that works on a micro scale with a person and it works on a macro scale as well. If we think about how the U.S. is formed, it was literally a fuck you to Britain. <laughs> We're <laughs> out of here. Specifically because we want to be individual. We want to be free of you. We want to do what we want to do. We want to have freedom of religion, right? And so it was very, yes, very freedom based and, and, and still is. Um, and very uh, individual. Don't tell me what to do. Okay, it was formed on that. That's literally in the fabric of its being. So when you go there now, you'll see that that's a really great thing. Like I live in Europe now, I'm based in Monaco. And it's very interesting the um the juxtaposition. They're not so interested in freedom here. Hmm. And I was really overdone with it. That's why I kind of I, I I moved abroad. I was like, all right, I need something else. Um, but but i i do find also that i that i miss it there isn't so much you can't really just kind of wear whatever you want or or say not in not unkindly but even authentically you can't really say a lot of things that you really want it's just you know not that they'll sort of knock you down but it's not done it's not in the fabric here the way it's in the fabric at home
1: mm.
0: well that's also being distorted massively right First of all, if there there there's, you know, if you think of the core quality of individualism, it's really kind of anti-community. It's anti-working together. It's do it on your own, it's pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I mean, the American dream, literally, is you come with nothing and you build yourself up. And you can do that. Like it's not fake. So this is really important because it's it's both sides simultaneously. So this is a bit more um, of even involved perspective. So as as people are listening, like like try this on, okay. Just like what you were saying, Mario, about the specialness. Well, both things that are apparently completely opposite are totally true. Which is, you are not special in the slightest. That is that is accurate. And you are completely special in that there is mm. nobody actually like you. Nobody's actually been born exactly like you, and no one ever will. Mm. There are just too many things that make you particularly you. So. Yes, that is one hundred percent accurate, and it's kind of like one hundred percent useless mm-hmm. in a way, right? So there. So one of the things that happens as you, um, as you kind of evolve, and I'm saying evolve as opposed to learning, because it's a little bit different, is you're able to hold dualities. Like, can both can two things be true at the same time? Can opposite things be true at the same time? Um, and so, in the same way, we see this with the individualism. It it is freedom based. You can pull yourself up. But that's that's a big deal, and you know there's this um, there's this don't tell me what to do. I mean, people were refusing to wear masks when people were getting sick. Like it was it was crazy. It was it was crazy. You know, um, and there's a lot of, of of reasons for that. But like it's it was a really powerful example of like don't tell me what to do. One that even endangered. People around them, even their own family, even themselves, didn't matter. Right? People who refused to um, to sort of adjust their lives or even just to wear masks ended up in intensive care units. I had a, I had a my best friend was a, was a nurse, and I had this really interesting perspective into um, the intensive care unit through that period of time. So you can see how the same type of mindset, which is really very powerful and 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 we'll call it positive, um, can get then overdone. In like well you have to you have to be different you have to be mm. by yourself you can't just you know go along community tradition is really frowned upon that's a shame tradition is a really beautiful thing when it's mm. done in a positive way and so in this way it kind of comes from both angles
1: mm. And I think what you said about, you know, the more enlightened you become, the more you can hold two polar opposites. I think this is so needed, especially in the U.S. nowadays, because what you ha- used to have are, you know, two parties that can come together and have an open discourse and in a in a respectful way and then separate and say, OK, now the better one is going to win now it's not even about having a, an open discourse. Now it's just about how can I make sure that the other one loses? It's not even yes. about creating any con- constructive. It's just about defeating the other person. And yes. it comes from this deeply hurted self-image. And what you're saying is, you know, the trick is you come, you grow, and you learn to hold both of them. You say, yeah. hey, I, I can see how you are... How this is true from your perspective i can see how this is true from your perspective you know and without getting attached to either one and i think that's a real degree of mastery and i'm curious what is it that you think can help somebody come to this place where they can hold two different perspectives to be true
0: yeah i'm thinking of these uh, words of a teacher i had i think this was actually uh, a pathwork teacher i had and she said she said the extent of a person's spirituality can be measured by their ability to tolerate duality.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Can you give a, an example from your own life in what way you have been able to do that?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's about what's easy from the ego perspective, right? Politically, as you said, it's easy to be all left. Easy to be extreme left, easy to be extreme right, because then you mm-hmm. just, well, you kind of stamp Jesus on everything and American flag and kind of go to town is what happens in mm-hmm. my country. But, <laughs> but like it's easy to go from one extreme, and that's what and that's what's happened recently is people are getting more extreme in both directions. Mm-hmm. Neither extreme is good for leading country, right? Um, uh, from me personally, I mean, in in any mindset, it's the same way. I'm right. Mario, I don't care what you say. I'm right. That's an easy place to sit in. It feels good. That's called negative pleasure, by the way. It does genuinely feel good. Be like, I'm right. You're wrong and you're stupid and I'm smart and I can make my whole podcast about it. And people who agree with me will flock to me and they will, they will lend their support and I will feel even smarter. Right. And, and, but I'm only being one place. So it's not right. And so there's the, the the nature of the structure of the universe is not linear. There is there is never one angle of truth. In order to actually see truth with a capital T, you have to transcend. You have to look down from above in a way so that you're not in one party or another, but you can you can see, you can by that point it becomes more than seeing, it's like it's it's feeling eventually being. Um, the, the complexity, all of the different notes, right. Um, foodies will understand this. You take a bite of a really good food and, and it's like trying to explain to someone what that tastes like, right. That's nonsense, right? It's complex. It's an experience. And anytime you try to experience, uh, describe experience with words, you're falling short mm. because they're just words and there's this powerful you know, and, and words are powerful too, but use that as like a, this is how much experience, is a whole different level. Right. And so, uh, in that way, but it, it is, you know, her words are important. The ability to tolerate duality. Can you sit, can you go in to U S Congress and sit on the, on the, um, democratic side and really hear the other side? Can you hit on the here, sit on the Republican side and hear you know, boy, I really hate fiscal conservatives, but boy, you really have a point when it comes to school funding, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And in that way, you, you dive into the truth of the matter, which is, okay, this, this part of this contradicts with me, this part of it does not, as opposed to I'm on the left and thus I believe these things. And in that there's a softening, there's an authenticity, there's an opening to what is actually true.
1: Yeah. And and I find, you know, even myself personally, um, I don't support either or kind of party, um, because to me, none of them re- represent the the much needed middle ground. And yet at the same time, I can see how I shifted. Like when I started in politics um, in the US, when I first came to the US, I was all about, you know, fuck republicans they're all terrible awful people you know they're just you know the white uh uh, white rednecks from somewhere in the middle of of nobody knows where and they all just racist and then i was just like (laughs) super democratic and with recent you know uh shifts and 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 what's happening also around the whole um gender conversation and how that's so forced for me it's not you know to me, you can be a unicorn, you can be a, a frog with a sword on top of it. I don't care. Happy for you. But just don't force it onto me in this way where I'm yes. like, oh, okay, now I can see how both of them have great points. What if we brought all of that together and created something new that's here in the middle? Right? Maybe that could be really, really good. And I'm wondering, you know, do you see that this hyper leaning towards individualism actually prevents people from from leaning into the duality the way that we have just uh, talked about it do you feel that that's a a blockage towards it if you compare it to maybe going towards the east where it's very much the opposite of the individualistic uh, focus where it's more of the the we focus
0: i think it, it can be distorted either way you know, we were refusing to wear masks. The Chinese were not let out of their houses. Mm. It's like either, it's like, you know, it's it's less about, I think <clears throat> one side versus the other, uh, regardless of culture and more about the nature of alignment and defense, mm. right? When a thing, in, there's nothing wrong with individualism. It's great, right? Mm. It's really, really good. I've been appreciating it a lot more lately um, and it can get distorted. But anything can, right? So when I was um, when I was first starting this work, um, one of my core qualities is that I'm very loving. Mm. Okay, I am. A, that is that's that's one of the things I'm I'm just very very good at. Okay, um, when my um, father left when I was seven, my whole family kind of fell apart. Siblings went off to school. My mom like checked out for a couple of years. She was having a really hard time, and I felt I was like abandoned, right? Well, a, a childhood wounding happens, not when a child's life is actually threatened, because obviously I had a mother the whole time, but when the child perceives its life as threatened, right? I didn't know that my mother wasn't alive. I didn't know that child services would have come and got me, you know, right? From, from my perspective, this was a life and death situation and I reacted thusly. And so I, what I did was I used our strengths. I overloved, quote unquote, I used my loving nature as a defense. And I became, because I I knew that if mom loved me enough, she'd take care of me and I would be safe. So um, I I overdid it. I became a people pleaser. I disconnected from myself. I lost my sense of self entirely. Um, I thought it wasn't okay to be me. Um, It wasn't okay. I didn't get angry for about 20, I think about 21 years. um, I had, excuse me, uh, 11 years something like that. I had uh, the emotional range of I had three emotions that were like acceptable in my household. Mm. And so I could have those three and that and that was I just shut down everything else. And so obviously none of that is love, but it's a distortion of love. So yeah. I was scared and overdoing it. If I grow up in a culture of, you know, all that matters that you're allowed to be yourself, then when somebody tries to quote restrict my freedom or do something that i perceive as restricting my freedom i overdo no you can't tell me i can i can do whatever i want and you react right i will not wear a mask mm. i will not you can't make me it's like ugh, what what are you what are you talking about like mm. Are getting sick. This doesn't need to get new right. Um, and then all this, you know, a lot of things fed into that. Same similarly on the other side, right? China is incredibly impressive in groups. <laughs> incredibly community-mindedness is like it, it's extraordinary there. It's a real core quality of that, you know, yeah. of that culture. When things got sick, scary, they overdid that. Shut it down. Everyone will obey. So shut it down. We're locking your doors, you don't get to and so. It's a, it's it's really a matter, depends how deep you want to go. Ultimately, it's a matter of fear mm. and how we respond to fear. Yeah. Right. It it really just comes down to recognizing when you're scared and getting to the place where you learn that you are in fact always safe. Mm. That is the place that that where where fear is no longer an issue. Mm. I can't even, I used to be scared all the time. I can't even remember the last time I was afraid.
1: Mm. Can you elaborate on that, on this, you know, this this feeling of always being safe?
0: So ultimately, as you peel back the layers of of consciousness, of perception, of illusion, we're going out, guys. Strap on, okay? Mm-hmm. Because, because what we've been talking about, let me just tie this back to, because this is what we've been talking about the entire time. When we look at, Oh, I had this voice in my head saying that I should always, you know, be a musician. And that came from my mother and did whatever I taken on from that. If that's the case, then when you look at that with consciousness, the process you and I take people through, when you look at that with consciousness, you realize, oh, but I don't actually want to be. I-, I-, I realized that I just always thought I had to be because of this thing that happened. So you're you're waking up in that little way. You're realizing that that was something that you thought was true that was not true, right? That's the self-growth process, therapy process in general. You're learning the things you thought were true or not true. So if you look at those as illusions, okay, then what you're doing is you're peeling back the layer toward truth, mm-hmm. right? One illusion after another. And then gradually as you do so, For a while, it'll be like therapy and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I can be my own person and I don't need to do what my mom said or whatever. You know, you're sort of releasing childhood bonds in a way, ways that you restricted yourself when you were young subconsciously, which every human being does unless you dropped into enlightenment at a young age. Um, And, and then gradually it gets to be more like the work that you and I do where it's like, it's beyond that. It's like, okay, but who am I really? Maybe like, what's my purpose? What's my legacy? What does it mean to be a human? What does it mean to tolerate duality? What do those words even mean? Right? The the meditative type of realm, right? What people call the spiritual, um, which is fine it's really more about consciousness awake or not awake right Mm -hmm. and then you go down into those layers and that's when you you start really exploring the the fabric of reality well the fabric of reality is that there is oneness there is in fact no difference in the core material if we go deep enough between you and me and this computer and the microphone in which I'm speaking, and the air in between us, there is simply different versions, different densities, if you will, of source, mm. or what I like to call isness. Mm. And so as you experience that, and I mean experience it, a lot of people can understand it conceptually, as you experience it, there, what am I afraid of? Am afraid you're gonna you're gonna hurt me. Then I experience pain. Is that something to be avoided? Why would I avoid that? Pain is an experience, and on some level, there's a realization that if I if you you know you and I meet in person and you slash me with a knife, and I I go oh that was something that clearly I I walked into right. There's a greater perspective. You let go of victimhood. Victimhood starts to make no sense. Oh, I'm not sure why I signed up for that. That really hurt. But okay, here I am right? Mm. And so with that perspective, remember, everything is perspective, then there's no, there's no fear. Mm. And then an interesting thing starts to happen because as I let go of fear, remember, I'm interacting all the time with the universe around me, right? We are, we are technically the same. So as I exist less in fear, I'm changing the way I'm showing up, that changes the way I react, interact with reality. The chances then of me actually getting slashed by somebody goes way down. So as you sit in the safety, you in fact create and eventually become the safety. Mm.
1: This is so profound and, and, and so, 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 so true, which is exactly why similar to you, I feel so strongly about this work because my path was very, very head orientated. Very much leaning on intelligence, on on seeing, on observing people's patterns, so I could stay safe myself. And I had to find proof for everything because mm-hmm. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't believe it. I was just like, if someone talked to me about God and religion and be like, eh, bullshit, prove it to me. Mm-hmm. And I would out, and, and I would make it a, one of the, a delight of mine to outsmart people because I am smart, and so it's easy for me to use my smartness, my strong suit. As a way to get get to people and to then dominate through intelligence and then i would feel really good <laughs> look at me <laughs> smart me, dumb you and say oh now i've just dismantled your entire reality that you've been holding on to for 40 years ha <laughs> and i feel like oh dude what did you just do that's not, not cool you know and so that drove me to like really wanting to figure it all out and know it all until i got to the place where i'm like i don't know any anything at all but I got to experience what you described. And it was at the time where I did my first plant ceremony, ayahuasca in upstate New York with a shaman from Brazil. And it was an incredible ceremony. And I was quite skeptical going into it, but at least I felt safe. And at this one place, I went through about one to two hours of pure sadness, just crying and crying and crying because I was feeling the pain of my mother and my sister that they had experienced. And all of a sudden, I was taken to this place where it was just safe. And I heard this voice that said to me, I got you and I love you no matter what, no matter what. And I'm like, no matter what? Are you sure? What if I do this? What if I kill 100 million people? No matter what, no matter what you think you can do, I will always love you. I will always have you. And that was so profoundly beautiful for me. I experienced it in like every single piece of my body that is just so visceral that I was like, all of my doubt that there is something that is called God, the universe, source spirit. I don't even know. It's just a name, but I know for a fact there is something there and it changed everything for me. And from Mm -hmm. that day onwards, just like you said fear started having less of an effect in my life and it was in, it's incredible because you know if i look at my circles my family my friends from you know that are not doing this kind of work i'm the only one that is mostly in a very healthy high performing happy state i i can't tell you the last time something bad happened to me actually mm. i can i can i got scammed with bitcoin i lost like mm. not a lot of money 2 three thousand, mm. four thousand 4000 dollars and while I realized that I was scammed, I offered to coach the guy. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I have compassion for you, you know? And I went through that so quickly that I was not an ounce of resentment. I said, like, thank you yes. for teaching me that lesson. Thank you. Genuinely, thank you for teaching me that lesson. And things like that just don't happen in my life anymore. You know, there's nothing bad. I live in South Africa, in a country where crime is extremely high. And everybody that comes to me asks me, Mario, how safe is it? Do you think that it? And I'm like, I've been coming here for 17 years. I've been doing things that most people would never do. And this, I would not recommend you do any of that, but I did it. And yet nothing ever happened to me. My, my brother-in-law has been living in a house. Now they have an alarm system, but for at 10 years they had no alarm system. One of the neighbors that got hit the most from uh, uh, armed robberies, never anything happened. They didn't even have a fence. Just like me, he's like, I'm safe. Nothing. We're protected always, and so what you're saying makes perfect sense and it's so true. And once you lean into that sense of discomfort and you recognize, hey, you know, there's something that I'm experiencing, and then there's there's me, but I'm not the experience. The more you move through that fear, and I want to ask you because you you're so open and transparent, you know, what would you say is your dark side? like the kind of shadow that you have been, you know, coming out of over your development. But what do you say is dominates shadow that maybe sometimes still pops again, or maybe it used to.
0: Yeah, well, it it used to be pretty dominant. (laughs) I was um, uh, obviously uh, unconsciously. So Um, it was was actually pretty profoundly self-doubt, interestingly. I, I would, I didn't, um, <laughs> that's funny. Well, I, I started to say I didn't believe in myself. Um, and that's, that's one of those phrases that I it's I almost never use. Um, I don't use the word belief at all, um, anymore, actually I've given it up. I think I had a rant on that about my, own, on that, about my own, um, about that on my own podcast. Um, but, but it was around, it was around uh, self-doubt and standing in my own power. Mm. Um, there was a lot of ego in me. There was a lot of, uh, I would compare myself to other people. Um, I was always not good enough. Um, I was always afraid. I've always felt like I had to control. Um, and it took a lot of energy. It was really tiring. Mm. And of course I didn't realize I was doing it. And I also didn't realize that it wasn't necessary. Um, and I remember, you know, it, it took stepping out of that multiple times to let that go. Cause it was, it was very um, in-depth and this is all over years of work. Um, but I I remember, I remember the first day uh, I was standing outside of, of healing school. I think we were on break and I was looking just sort of looking out at the at the surroundings and I I had must've just learned about this or something had just landed, you know, the way it kind of does. And I I just looked out and I was like, huh. Like, like I was considering letting go of this part of me that felt like I had to control everything. And I remember thinking, well, I mean, I could I could let it go for just like a minute and then put it back, right? I mean, <laughs> I remember I was like, I was like bargaining with him. I was like, well, because it was my whole reality. I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, this stuff yeah. is so real. To even speak about it is like almost dishonoring it in a way because it's so fucking real this is real life like please don't anybody listening please don't think we're sitting here being like I can't believe you're like buying into the human realm like it's so such an (laughs) illusion like this shit is convincing okay it's not like you know it's, it's not about pretending that it's not here it's not about while even walking around knowing it's an illusion per se. I, I remember I was introduced to that almost a little too young and I started being like, oh, it's just an illusion. You know, like somebody hearing your story and being like, oh, I, I live in Johannesburg. Maybe I'll just unlock my doors. Well, okay, like, hold on, you know, ho- ho- hold on. That we're, what we're talking about is ultimate safety, meaning the very, very core of you is is indestructible. It doesn't mean you can't die or got, get hurt or like, you know, killed and leave your children behind, right? I mean, like the, the, the world is what it is. Um, we're speaking on a very ultimate Realm and ultimately, you know, it, it is true. And tolerating duality, we are here on the planet. And that, speaking of shadow, was one of the hardest things for me was to drop into the humanness. Mm. I used uh, a defense you may recognize the name it's called uh, spiritual bypass.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Which
0: for those listening is for those of us who learn, perhaps it's an early on thing, or maybe it's just those of us who are kind of arrogant, um, would learn about how like we're divine in nature and and just be like, oh, I'm above it all. Like I don't need to be human. I'm I'm too spiritual for that. You know, I'm too busy being mm-hmm. spiritual. I'll just meditate it away.
1: <laughs> I'll just
0: I'll just, I'll just clear my aura rather than leave my abusive relationship or like whatever you're going through, but like, it's total bullshit, but it sounds like very evolved bullshit. And so, uh, and, and (laughs) I, I, I would use that. And like the, the, like the, the, the solution to that is a recognizing you're in it. Um, and that, and, and the way you recognize that just in case anybody's resonating is that you're, you're trying to, you're, you're like, you're avoiding the messy sticky human soup of being on this realm in order for the clean spiritual you know divine type of feel right that is very real as is this but your desire to leave this and go there is there's that's where the distortion is so in case I, in case you're inclined that way or like i'm just gonna forgive them for that i'm not even gonna get angry it's like i feel like maybe you want to like punch someone out first. Like it was just really like as a I have a great tennis racket exercise that I learned in school where you like take a tennis racket and you like hit with it and and it's the the absolute best thing for underlying anger, of which I thought I had zero by the way. And it turns out I had quite a bit. Um and anyway I lost my train of thought from all that but but there were quite a few shadows in short.
1: Mm. Thank you for sharing that, and thank you for being so open. You know, this is definitely something that I r- relate to myself. Um, that can sometimes happen. That this avoidance of it is like, ah, oh, it's not worth it. You know, it's not worth my peace. So I'll, you know, it's okay. And then I end up recognizing that, you know, if it was really not worth it, then I would actually totally be at peace with it. But I'm not. I'm not totally at peace with it. There's a part of me that's like. <laughs> fuck you man for saying that thing again to me it's like no no, it's okay and that's where I (laughs) see a lot of the 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 work that's being done and that's incomplete a lot of this toxic positivity just think positive just you know affirm Uh, it's all good it's all good and then you just like just ignore this person and you're like oh well let's take a look at that if you really tune into the highest frequency there is enlightenment christ consciousness whatever term we want to give that in oneness then you can't say oh i'm just going to avoid you because mm-hmm. you're avoiding a part of yourself which mm-hmm. means you are then going back into the illusion of i'm incomplete so that's where i was like oh man damn I can't avoid this shit. I got to have those conversations. You know, I got to look them eye to eye and I got to come to a place where it really feels like, you know what? I have zero judgments for you and I know it's not the right fit for me. This is discernment, this is, you know, it's just not anymore in alignment anymore, but I only wish you genuinely the best. And that's when I recognized, okay, I really have grown because there's no more longer this fear of losing another person. It's like, oh, but if I say that, they're not gonna be my friends anymore or offending the other person because I'm speaking only for myself. I'm saying, hey, there's nothing wrong with you. All is actually right where it is. It just doesn't feel aligned with me anymore. And it helped a lot, you know, to transcend that spiritual ego, and there's surely still parts of that inside of me, um, to really get into the willingness of being messy.
0: Yes, it's she- it's sheer acceptance. That's the place we're talking about. It it is what it yes. is. That is yes. the most. That is maybe the truest statement there is. You know, it simply is what it's like. You are where you are. It's not about you're you're great and I'm terrible, or I'm terrible and you're great. It simply is what it is. And I feel like going mm. left. Right. But, but how are you going left? Right. Same thing with the, with the Bitcoin thing. Right. When you said, you said, thank you for this lesson that could very easily have been, could have been spiritual bypass if you were actually pissed. But, but when you said it, there was no energy, right. This is my intuitive skill. You can sit there and see, I'm like, yeah, you have no energy. That was a, that was genuine gratitude. Right. Instead of like the gratitude of like, Oh, well, I mean, life sucks, but I just have to be, I just have to be thankful. Well, now there's just another reason why your life sucks because now there's something you have to do that you're not clearly not doing. So like gratitude has to be authentic as it's not, yes. it's not real. You can't bullshit yourself. Like there's, so, there's this, this is all, this is, this is you and you folks. This is your relationship mm-hmm. with self. The BS doesn't go far.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is what you just said about the, the have to, you know, I love doing this with clients and with myself as well, where when I listen to myself I say, yeah, say, I have to do this. I'm like, why do I say that I have to do this? What do I think is going to happen if I don't do it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the consequences into this? And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Okay. And then I can get to the place of like, do I genuinely want to do this? And if the answer is no, then I'm like, okay, can I make peace with the fact that I don't want to do this today? That And then can I check in with myself and say, okay, but right, today. Right? It's the first day after Christmas in South Africa. It's still a public holiday. Because the president, absolute G, you know, because Christmas was on a on a on a weekend, the Sunday that was the 26th. Um, he decided that today is an extra public holiday. <laughs> it's just like here you go. That's oh awesome. god. And and <laughs> I could feel a part of myself today was just like, you know, I, yesterday I was telling okay, tomorrow, back into it, you know, and today I was like, hmm. You know what? I'm not fully there. And then I had a moment where it's like, ah, oh, but you know, should not I'm like, wait, who's saying that? Who's saying mm-hmm. that I should? And it's like, you know what? Yes. I'm only gonna focus on doing the minimum, and I'm gonna do it with all of me. And the rest, I'm gonna go easy. See yeah. where see where the day takes me. And immediately, I felt into my body. It's like it feels really good. It feels really in alignment. So I love what you bring forward with this little check. This the language. So do you have to do this? Should you do this? Right? What do you want? What do you want to do? Where is that in genuine aligned path that you can take that works in in, in your highest interest?
0: Yeah, it's always there you just there's there's a little trust in dropping into the reality what do you mean i won't and look it's not like oh i don't authentically feel like doing my taxes today and it's like the last day to do your taxes like as you said each action you have or inaction will have some some consequences so take the entire experience as a whole you you also don't have to do your taxes there will be consequences should you not right but those are yours to take you're a fucking adults they're your feet where do you want them to take you
1: yeah That's so so true. true.
0: Yeah, So true. Another another message from healing school.
1: (laughs) I say say this all the time to people because I get people to that extreme point where where I'm like, you don't have to do anything. I said, if you wanted, you could walk out on your kids and children uh, and and, and your children and your wife right now and you could move to the mountain and live for the rest of your life there. So you could, if you wanted to, take a gun and kill some people. I do not advise that. That's not my, you know, but you could do it every day. Free human being you can do whatever the fuck you want are you able though to tolerate the consequences can you bear the consequences because some of those consequences might send you to prison they might send you to war they might send you on a bridge you're wanting to take your own life are you prepared for that right and if you if the answer is yes then that sounds like that might be your path right but I think if we approach the conversation from that perspective there's no more resistance because you're like, right yeah
0: there's no more victimhood like oh I have to do my taxes. No, no, no. Stand on your feet like a grown-up. You're choosing to do your taxes because you want the consequences that follow the action of doing your your, your taxes. You are choosing that shit, right? So these small ways in which we step out of our power, and I have this look on my face right now, like I'm just like, because it's it like grosses me out now, probably because I lived as a victim for so very long. (laughs) But now like from a place of just like total empowerment, it's crazy. Like from the other side, and it's not crazy from that side, to to be clear. Like I, I have a lot of, you know, again, I spent most of my life there and things looked like they weren't like I had to from the other side. It's, it's just like, it's crazy talk, you know, like, what, mm. what do you mean? You have to do things, you know, mm. you're, 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 as you said, a free human being.
1: Yeah. And, and this, this crazy talk that you just mentioned, <laughs> I see people when sometimes where I go into that conversation, when I'm like, yeah, you don't have to do this. You choose to do this. You know, it's your own choice. People get really angry. Like, what the what the fuck you mean? You know, it's easy for you to say, yeah, you don't have to do what I have to do. Look at your life. Your Mm -hmm. life is easy. And they get all riled up. And at Mm -hmm. that point where I come in is what you said towards the beginning of the conversation, where I then focus on holding the polarity and say, you know what? You're right. You're right. You know, you have it very hard. Because then at that point I'm recognizing they're not at that level. They're yeah. not at that point. There's still a lot of things that they 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 will go through. Where I'm like, you know what, that's okay. You know, yeah. if you choose to look at it that way, then perfect. You know, that's your perspective.
0: Yeah, and and the perspective is exactly like again, sort of harking back to what we've been talking about, sort of like the the inherent perfection of things, right? Their perspective is exactly where it needs to be at that point. Mm. Also, they're in com- they've chosen conversation with you, so as you, as you drop in. So with, you know, what, what you and I do, we're not, we're not fixing people. People are not uh, broken, right? They're exactly where they need to be. I was exactly where I needed to be in that moment of pain. I needed to do that. I wouldn't have chosen to, it didn't feel great, but feeling great's not really the essence of life, right. folks. Right. It's not. Yeah. Um, I had to go through that. To me, it's the, the through is like, I could just like sink my teeth into it. Like that is that is the essence of the human experience. Whatever it is, you go through it. And as you go through it, as you sink down, into, like I was in a bathtub of like sink down into the human mm-hmm. soup of like, mm-hmm. you know, relationships and like, ah, uh, feelings and perspective, right? My mom hates it. She's like super anti-relationships <laughs> and people. And I just love it. I just love it because there's all these little, because it makes sense to me now. Yeah. But it's the through, you grow and you enrich and you ripen. Through the act of going through, that's that's what everything, everything you know, comes down to. That's how you form who you are.
1: Mm. And what you said about, you know, you're not we're not here to fix something. When I learned that, because I was so strongly working on fixing myself, believing that I was broken, and the more I got into a place of wholeness and alignment i recognized there's nothing to be fixed about myself not at all i'm just right the way that i am and what helps me actually the most is self-acceptance and the more mm-hmm. i did that with myself the more my relationships improved because mm-hmm. now when people share things with me where i heard in the back of my mind oh i know a solution to that problem have you considered <laughs> I didn't ask you for your advice. I didn't ask you to tell me what to do. You know, all I wanted to was what to do was to share. And I and I that helped me so much with my relationships because I when I hear people now speaking and even in terms where I I know that they're actually drinking like toxin, I'm like, you know what? That's exactly what they need right now. They need yeah. to go through there. And who am I to say what you're doing is wrong? I'm 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 not coming from the most enlightened perspective, you know, and when I come into fixing, that's my own ego. And so yes. I've learned to step back and say, hey, that's okay. And sometimes even ask, depends who it is with. It's like, do you want me to listen and to just be here with you? Or do you want my advice on that? Yeah. And that question has worked magic.
0: Also powerful, in my personal relationship. Question. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, because it's it's the two sides of the same coin. We're back again. Right. If you're naturally a healer, you're naturally someone who wants to help others. Which you are. That's a core quality. Mm-hmm. If you're uncomfortable, you know your your partner's coming to you with something, and you 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 love her, so you don't want to her to be hurting. Notice that those two things are not the same, listeners. Right. And and instead, so you come, you're trying to fix it because you are uncomfortable seeing her in pain. So the fixing comes from trying to fix your own discomfort so it's the same coin i want to help i want to help but from where
1: yeah yeah oh man this has been so enriching and enlightening (laughs) and you know as you said earlier we could go on for hours and hours and hours because there's so much more to dive into. Um, But with an awareness of time, I want to give you the last uh, words. Domine is like, do you have an invitation for people? Something, you know, that they get a specific way they can find you or work with you? Is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners?
0: Yes, I have just um, I've just created a little uh, short course um, where it's just for four weeks and it gives you um, a, a rundown, just this really um, structural ways of how to change your perception, of how to identify what it is that you're going through. I have a, a quiz for personality patterns and all of that can be found on my uh, website, which is domineedrew.com. And I would also be happy to send you a link, Mario, for any of your listeners. Um, I'd be happy to offer a free call um, to anybody who wants to reach out and just see Um, if, if what you're going through is something that is, um, that you have to go through something that you can accelerate, work through, um, and potentially even fix if it's something that you want to fix. Um, and I'd be happy to do that for any listeners.
1: Beautiful. Well, whoever you are listening, tuning into this episode, I want to challenge you to take her on because spending time with Domine is, is a real pleasure. And without a doubt, you're going to get a lot of it out of it. And Domine, I want to thank you for investing your time and gifting us your time here today. Um, I feel very, very good after this conversation. And I look forward to more.
0: Good. Look forward to it as well. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Beautiful. All righty, And you, thank you for tuning into the Self-Doubt Solution Podcast. I will see you on the next episode. This is your host, Mario Lanzarotti, the Freedom Architect. Have a beautiful rest of your day, wherever you are in the world. Bye.